The Agile Admin. I'm Julie, Director of Research at Participate. And I'm Allison. I'm an Education Strategist at Participate. And we're back with Episode 2 of our three-part series on leadership, mentorship, and also leading innovative programs in schools. So what are we going to listen to today, Allison? Well, we're continuing our, our journey with Steve Hall, who is the principal of Piney Creek Elementary School in Piney Creek, North Carolina, which is located in the northwestern part of North Carolina, a mountainous area, rural area. Steve has a very unique pathway to leadership. He started as a custodian in an elementary school and from there was encouraged by his mentor to go back to school to receive his bachelor's degree, then administrative degree, and to actually become a principal at this point. Um, we're so proud of Steve and the, and the journey he's taken. Definitely a, a different pathway. Um, And in this episode, he's going to share with us his experiences, his leadership experiences, because he really has had multiple leadership roles that have helped Mm -hmm. to mold and build him into the leader he is today. And again, I'm so happy that you got to go into the school. So we're going to be able to hear the sounds of a school and students. And I love that. Uh, So let's get started. Asian chicken? Yeah. Very good. You know, I always love a challenge and uh, took it head on and I agreed to do that again in the middle of the year, this time in November. So I moved to this uh, middle school uh, in the northern part of our county there in Stokes. And mm-hmm. um, we were, were on the low performing list and, and whatnot. So a, a whole new set of challenges. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I came in and finished out that year and just kind of got a feel for the community and the students, staff. Um, and uh, that spring, end of the year, going into the summer, I sat down with sitting and made a lot of changes, changed the whole master schedule, mm-hmm. uh, shortening class times down, which a lot of people thought, you know, he's crazy. We're doing, we're struggling. We're going to shorten mm-hmm. class times. Um, Tell me about that. I, uh, I shortened the classes down to 45 minutes, and um, the classes were about an hour and 10 uh, when I got there. I brought in a band mm-hmm. and chorus mm-hmm. uh, to give a, a more to the rotation, uh, the wheel, as we called oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we had CTE classes. We had uh, computer class. Uh, we had art, uh-huh. uh, but we didn't have that piece. So I brought that in and added in another piece to the wheel uh, to give students more options. So I, I made more class time. And we, we incorporated clubs, and during the school day, we did we met once per month, mm-hmm. and we had a club day uh, during the morning. And every teacher in that building sponsored a club. I even sponsored a club. Wow. I did a principal advisory council. And I thought, there's no kids going to sign up for this. I was surprised. I had to, like, narrow down because <laughs> a lot of kids wanted to be in that club. And, oh, yeah. Um, but you Through had, that, what I got, you gave those students. I got I gave them a voice, right, and brought that to the table when we had our sit meetings. Mm-hmm. After that, and uh, we started listening to some of the feedback. They loved having the club day. Mm-hmm. They loved the chorus and band. They loved having the shortened classes. Uh, they felt that it, we we took the bell system out. And we started changing on the clock. And if a teacher needed five extra, we team talked. Right. Teacher needed five extra minutes. All she had to do was run across the hall and say to her partner, "Listen, I need a few more minutes." Mm-hmm. And it became more fluid with the movements, and the kids bought into it. The parents bought into it. It was a struggle at first. 
Yeah. But they all bought into it. And by the end of that year, we were out of the low-performance status. Wow. Uh, we we had moved up to a, a letter grade of a C, uh, like a middle middle mm-hmm, C, mm-hmm. and we started seeing some successes. The leadership you just talked about, student empowerment, teacher empowerment, yes. um, listening. Yes, ma'am. Uh, that needs assessment of what, you know, and just really then making decisions and deciding on strategies that would align to the needs yes. is what you did. And you, you. and you you made that middle school a true middle school, it sounds like. Because I think sometimes it's hard for middle school in this day of accountability to remain that true middle school model. But when you really focus on the students and what their needs are, and really the adolescent is just trying to figure out who they are. And when you've got those interactions where they are doing things they can explore their interests, connecting with the adults in the building, I bet you saw discipline referrals go down too. They did, they sure did. Uh, It was amazing, uh, the change for the school and the community. Um, But you're right, you know, looking back on it, that's what we're here for mm-hmm. and to give them the voice and the teachers a voice and some ownership in it. I was really just behind the scenes and, and supporting them all I could. That's, that's how I look at my job. Mm-hmm. I'm there to support and make things happen for them right. um, and give them the, the choice, I guess you would say, uh, or some choices in that their own education, Mm -hmm. and giving the teachers the power and the trust Mm -hmm. to take that and run with it. But you have set that foundation of why we do what we do. You know, the minute, I guarantee you, the minute the children walk in this building here, the minute that your teachers walk in this building, they understand your why. Yes. And because they understand your why, and I know you start with why, I know that. Yes, I do. um, Then you just build off of that because the expectation is so clear. Yes, ma'am. And yes, then, like you said, you can empower those teachers when there's that strong unity of purpose. That's right. What we got today? Are we sharing today? No, no sharing? No. no. <laughs> no. I still always choose. Okay. <laughs> Not giving them back. Not giving them back. Looks good. So when you think about the mentors that you've had in your career, what role do you play in mentoring and almost just paying it forward in this world of education? Um, I look at it through that same lens. Mm-hmm. Um, you, what can I do to help someone else to attain their goals or get where they want to be? Uh, same way as Mr. Hemmings did for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see it at first. He helped me see that mm. and opened some doors for me. Uh, so I try to pay it forward or give it back uh, in the same way. Currently, I stay in touch with my folks. I stay in touch with Mr. Hemmings still today. Uh, but currently... Uh, there are six people that I closely mentored uh, uh, through my career, and all six of those folks are either principals or assistant principals right now. Legacy. And, right uh, and I, if I can give them one thing, it would be, you know, kind of like you said, you know, keep persevering, mm-hmm. never give up, mm-hmm. and always keep that why at the forefront. Yes. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing what you do? Why do you get up every morning? And for me, it's right there on my wall. Every child matters. There you go. Uh, I've carried that with me since I began, and uh, that's my motto. It's all about the children, Mm -hmm. and that's what I try to pass forward to folks that I I come in contact with on a day-to-day basis, uh, whether in the past or or present, um, is keep that why at the forefront. 
know why you're doing this. And, uh, you know, it, it, it comes back to you twofold, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you keep those mm-hmm. children at the forefront, right. it comes back twofold. Right. I got to tell the folks that are listening, you should see this office. He's got these um, huge letters hanging here from students. Uh, you are our favorite principal. You are a great principal because you watch out for the whole school. You are awesome to help kids get them get out of the cars every morning. We'd love when you come and visit us in your in our classroom. Thank you for being our principal. <laughs> I gotta love that one. You come to our room every day. That is another one there. Thank you for the new magnet blocks. Oh, I like that one. You made that class very happy, I believe. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, but just lots of love here on the wall for for Mr. Hall right here. Well, Steve, since we are um, the Agile Administrator and this podcast is for leaders, um, what leadership tips would you want to leave our leaders with today as far as um, making decisions, um, implementing new programs, um, building school culture? What, what leadership tips are the Steve Hall leadership tips? First of all, first and foremost, always know your why mm-hmm. and stick with those values. Uh, I think that's important. And follow your vision, and uh, you've got to be open for feedback. And and I like to talk about uh, a lot uh, givers and receivers. Okay, tell me about that. You've got to be able to give and receive, Uh, and whether it's feedback, criticism, uh, you know, a pat on the back, uh, you've got to be the giver just as much as the receiver of those type things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a balancing act. Um, you got to know your people. you got to know your community. I think that's important. Um, you've got to trust your, your staff to do what's best for kids. Mm-hmm. And you've got to support them in any way possible. You've got to make them feel comfortable enough to take those risks mm-hmm. to do what's best for kids. And I think I've accomplished that. Uh, throughout my career because I had the same trust in me and support from that mentor. And uh, so I hope to give that back. And and I I receive still as well from my mentor. So I'm hoping to give that and pay it forward as much as I can. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Visiting with you today. Thank you. I want to come back. Please do. Please do. (laughs) I want to bring our listeners back and and, and let them learn some more from you. Thank you. It certainly has been an honor to to be with you today. It's my pleasure. uh, Like I said, when I come back, I'm going to call you Dr. Hall. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, I know that I'm a geek about this stuff, but I love the details of how principles lead innovation or, or introduce different types of things. So even the idea of getting rid of that bell schedule, I don't think... A lot of people realize what a big deal that is, and it changes the school from this sort of factory model, which we know is where that school bell came from, uh, to a learning environment, and also saying, I'm going to shorten these classes so that we can bring in the arts. I loved hearing that. Oh, yes. He made some really good decisions that really Mm -hmm. fit the need of that school Mm -hmm. based on what he was seeing. That was a low-performing school. He listened to students. He listened to Mm -hmm. parents. He listened to teachers, and because of that, made those changes and brought that school up out of low-performing 
performing um, and just continues to progress. He told me, so that school is still being successful. Oh, man, I love hearing that because that's always the worry is that you bring someone in like that. And then if they go, a lot of those changes don't stick. So I'm happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just great, again, to hear you sort of talk to him in the school. It really sort of brought that to life. So um, thanks for bringing that to us. And what are we going to hear in episode three? Well, in episode three, luckily, I I felt so fortunate to get to talk to him um, as long as I did so I could hear about his implementation of a global program and all that he went through with that, with his school community, um, making decisions for that, his implementation process, and then what he sees as the future for his school as a global school in the rules area of North Carolina. I love hearing about that. Okay, we'll see you next time, Allison. Great, thanks. The Agile Admin wants to hear from you. We would love to include your stories of successes and challenges. Reach out to us through email at agileadmin at participate.com. A-G-I-L-E-A-D-M-I-N at participate.com. Or via Twitter using the hashtag AgileAdmin. The Agile Administrator is produced by Caroline Weeks and edited by Aaron Kane. Our theme music was written by David Hill at Trailblazer Studios. The podcast is a production of Participate, a place to learn, create, and collaborate. I'm Julie, and join us next time on The Agile Administrator.